Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, sweet mystery of life. I finally found you. <laughs> I can't remember the other line that she I know. Sings. Plus, it's also like really, really high it's pitched. so warmly. <laughs> oh, goodness. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning. Um, How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm doing great because I can't think of a better way to spend my Sunday morning than to discuss one of my favorite movies of all time. How about you? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Me too. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. We want to apologize for our hiatus, but um, it was much, much needed. Um, Had to catch up on some For real, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for hanging in there with us um, and sending all your kind messages and words of encouragement on social media. I appreciate all of that. That was wonderful to hear. Thank Um, you. We appreciate you guys as well. Um, But what have you been up to, Kathleen? Oh, my gosh. Just work, work, work. It's been kind of cray cray. Um, For those of you who don't know, we work in the apparel industry and uh, she's a cruel mistress. So (laughs) sometimes some of us work a lot. And so it's just been um, uh, just with what I do. I've just had a lot of like, I kind of walked into a lot of challenges that I've had to sort of improve and fix. And it's just a lot of like, uh, sort of time on the back half, but I'm hoping it's a good investment of my time Mm. when it comes to getting things fitting right and looking good. So yes. I'm pretty, I'm actually genuinely stoked because I really do enjoy what I do, even though it's a lot of hard work. So, um, so yeah, pretty, it's like uh, tiring, but exciting. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> How about you? Oh, real quick. I did go to the Renaissance fair uh, a couple weeks ago, the Southern California Renaissance fair and uh, celebrity sighting. <laughs> Who did you see? Startup. Um, I was in line at the drink uh, booth next to Thomas Lennon, who plays um, <gasps> Lieutenant Dangle in Reno 911, and who has done many a podcast that we love. Oh, so. yes. <laughs> and, he's, you know, uh, he's just I, new boot goofing. <laughs> oh, my God. No, you know what? He looked like he could have been part of my group of, like, Renfair dress-up friends. Like, he had on a kilt, and oh his, like, you could tell he had, like, a full-on kit that he's been doing for years. That's like, so he cool. Is, he's a nerd like me. He's, like, one of those who just, I just go out there and kick it with my friends. And he was. He was there with like some other guy but i recognized his voice right away he was just talking and i was like that sounds so much like oh my god (laughs) he was right next to me and um it was so cool and some other people actually immediately recognized him in line and so he was and he was so nice like taking pictures with people and just being chill um and and i didn't say anything because i'm always like anytime i'm in those situations i'm always like well if i were them i'd want to be left alone so i just was kind of like like inside, I was just fangirling. I was like, this is amazing. Because he's also a huge Morrissey fan. So oh, I was right. just like, oh my God, my people. Morrissey's a Morrissey Red Fair. Oh my God, I'm not crazy. So it was just really, it was very validating. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh, that's so great. So yeah, anyway. But... How are you? I'm and what have you been up good. to? Well, well, I've been working a whole bunch too. But then also yeah. I had um, some travel in there as well. Um, it was my birthday at the end of April. So um, me right. and uh, myself, Ryan, and a couple of friends, we went um, to Portugal actually. So we spent like a full week in Portugal and um, various cities. We um, you know, we flew into Faro and drove over to um, the the countryside and did a couple of days there, then drove up to uh whatchamacallit lisbon and we spent a few days there which was fantastic and crazy beautiful and um then we ended up in porto which is a kind of a surf town down on the algarve coast so did wow, that yeah it was just a kind of a bit a little bit of a whirlwind but not too bad it was kind of nice yeah it was really cute yeah that was that i mean europe is just amazing if you ever have the chance to go to europe please do because there's nothing like it there's so much history there just in the in the buildings and the you know everything's just beautiful there and so highly awesome. highly recommend it you know so cool it's nice to see something <laughs> that was built before 1972 <laughs> oh, right i know 
<laughs> I know I'm picky, but that's just kind of how it goes. Um, you mean as an American, you you want to see something that's just actually maybe more than a couple hundred years old? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. But I don't recommend driving through these small cities because it sucks so much and it's so scary. <laughs> I It makes me anxious just you just t- talking I about know. it. I wouldn't even know what side. This, I'm like, do you drive on the same side? Like, I don't know. The don't streets know. were so narrow and the sidewalks were so narrow. Everything is cobblestone. And I was driving stick shift too, which didn't help. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, ah. um, it was, uh, yeah, it was probably the one, was of the most, yeah, <laughs> one of the most stressful <laughs> moments of my life. I was like, I want to park this car and I want to set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so but it was great we all i didn't have to do too much driving in the cities but when i did it was a nightmare um but yeah the, other than that it was great it was fantastic it's That's feeling refreshed so cool. coming back and now i'm yeah. uh you know working 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 Ugh. um yeah but you know that's okay it's all good figured out but we're not here to talk about our lives though are we kathleen i mean kind of (laughs) but we are also here to talk about our my personal favorite movie which i I mean this was a big huge request from everyone so we felt that now is the proper time we've given you you know we we have been uh, saving left you out to the wind let you sway in the wind without us for a few weeks so now that we're back um we will um we're bringing you Miss Thoroughly Modern Millie. That's right. Goodness. Um, I know, right? So excited. 1967. It's a Universal Pictures movie. Picture. And um, it's directed by George Roy Hill. Uh, Who do we have in this movie? Of course, we have Miss Julie Andrews as Millie Dillmount. Mary Tyler Moore as Miss Dorothy Brown. Ms. Carol Channing as Muzzy Van Hosvier. Uh James Fon- Okay, best stepmom ever. I mean, get out of here. Miss uh, Raspberries herself, Carol Channing. Uh, James Fox oh, is uh, Jimmy Smith slash James Von Hosmere. Uh, hey. I know, right? Uh, John Ga- John Gavin as the gorgeous Trevor Graydon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Beatrice Lilly as Mrs. Mears and Jack Sue and Pat Morita play the uh, Chinese uh, henchmen of hers. Um, Kathleen. Oh, before we, I sorry, almost forgotten. How could I have forgotten? The costumes of this film are designed by the <laughs> incomparable Jean Louis, which. There you go. Oh my God. I can't yeah. even with him. He is so, so amazing, which we've talked about him before. Cause we did uh, oh, yes. the episode of, we did the episode, um, born yesterday. His, he did John, mm-hmm. Louis, John, and we did those as well. So, um, yes. we t- talked a little bit about him, but I think there's more to be talked about. I mean, we, Oh, we very much. Wax the very definition him. of iconic. I, mean, I uh, <laughs> just uh, amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yes. So Kathleen, what's your history with thoroughly modern Millie? Oh, God, Philip, honestly, this is probably one of the, like, uh, my earliest memories of watching television movies, it has to be of this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been watching this movie my entire life. I love it uh, so much. And uh, (laughs) it was one of those movies that when we had first met and became friends, I remember like us talking about it and, and like sharing it with you and just you following it. Like, I, had you seen it by that point? Or oh had, yeah. 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 You had. Okay. Yeah. But I, yeah. So I, I just remember us really connecting on this movie, but, uh, but yeah, I, I love this movie. It was on heavy rotation, like uh, as a little kid. And then even uh, well into my teenage years, it was one of those, like, I remember as much, like I have two sisters and we're all close, uh, like close in age. So therefore we fought constantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just had a generally dysfunctional upbringing where we kind of had to raise ourselves. Mm. Um, but this was one of those movies that was always like an olive branch. If this movie was on, we were all getting along. Like we could sit down and watch this movie. We quote this movie often to this day. It nice. is it is a wonderful, it is, this movie has, it's like, it, it, it gets five hearts, not five stars. It is so good. <laughs> it like, it literally was like a peacekeeping movie in my family. It was so good. And it's, my mother loves this movie and has these amazing stories of going to see it in the theater, uh, in the lucky. theater as a teenager. Oh I believe she was like 16 or 17 because she was born in 1950 and absolutely loving this movie. And I have met other people around my mom's age who if you bring if you mention this movie their whole face changes they're just like oh my oh my god oh my god i love that movie and 
people often, you know, I, as we all, we love Julie Andrews. She should be canonized as a saint. I mean, um, and, and we all love her. We all, hey, Sound of Music, Mary Poppins. Okay, like, uh, amazing. But my personal, personal favorites are Thoroughly Modern Millie and Victor Victoria. Like, I mean, she just nails it yes. out of the park. And and we forget, a lot of people have never seen this movie. They're just like, Julie Andrews, what? 1920s, what? It's amazing. It's this... weird. The very end is kind of problematic. <laughs> this but... movie is a nut to oh, show. Like, it is just... ridiculous. I can't. I don't know how oh. Blake Edwards did not direct this movie because it has so many bits in it where you're like, Blake Edwards, what are you here? <laughs> this, is, this ending feels very you. It's um, so, so weird. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's so a, weird. It's a, this movie is just kind of like, it, it goes off the rails a little bit at the end, which I'm yeah. totally on board for just because. I mean, I'm on board for it. It's, that's the part of it that makes it made in 19 in the, in the 60s you know like it's yes. it's that whole like 1960s trying to be 1920s and at, yeah. at some points they really hit it out of the park and at other parts you're just like that is so 60s um and one of the things i remember my mom often talking about uh not just this movie but i always think of like hello dolly and mm-hmm. movies that came out in like basically the late 60s to very early 70s that were like the last the golden age of musicals and my mom always talks about how during this time, this was a very cynical time. Yeah. Like in the late 60s, a lot of shit happened that made people, uh, you know, like musicals were falling out of fashion because of the way the world was going. Right. And yeah. you had Vietnam, you had civil rights, you had, then you, you lost, you lost JFK and mm-hmm. uh, then you lost MLK. And, and RFK and, you know, too, then RFK. RFK. I mean, it was just, it was like, yeah. it was horrible. You know, so a lot of people, the last thing people were like, you know what, these people singing and dancing can't really relate. Yeah. Um, so it, they really had fallen out of favor. However, there were people like my mom, like others who were teenagers at that time. And this was their first real taste of like a music, a musical made in real time, like for them in their generation. Mm-hmm. And she just loved it. She's like, when everything else coming out around that time or during that time, you had like Easy Rider, Bonnie and Clyde, like all these other things that were kind of just more dark and cynical to have these like little rays of of just like old Hollywood sunshine just bursting through. Like, you know, it was almost, it wasn't cool. My mom was saying like, it wasn't cool to like musicals. It wasn't cool to like something like Thoroughly Modern Millie, right, but yeah. damn it, she didn't have the fucking soundtrack on a record and played it often. That's so <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So it's just like, I think that that's where I, so yeah, this, this movie, I feel like it was definitely for me, it's, it's one of my favorites. It's definitely one of my inspirational movies as far as like wanting to know more about, movies Mm -hmm. and uh, film and history and everything it's just my everything and i absolutely love i love julie andrews in this movie i love uh mary tyler moore especially watching it again Uh, my god is she funny she is so fucking funny and quiet like i I just i love everybody's performance in here is hilarious um some of the lines in here are straight up dirty and hilarious (laughs) and i I just i love it muzzy alone i love it get out of here she's like is she talking about Talk about like he's... independent woman. She's like, she's like, I know my body, and I'm gonna celebrate it. Like, she was... uh, Muzzy is the hero we oh, we need and don't deserve. We, uh... yeah, she's the, she's <laughs> exactly. She's a stepmother we all need, but the one we don't deserve. Oh my god, so just good. goals, goals. Um, but like, I I always love like <laughs> the whole like Trevor Graydon, like you know Juliet, like Millie being the, absolutely besotted with Trevor Graydon, and like everything out of his mouth. She's like thinks it's sexual you know and he's like oh come on in take off your things let's have a sample she's like huh (laughs) i'm just like those lines are perfect and they're just delivered so perfectly but um yeah but how about you what is your experience with this movie (laughs) my experience with this movie oh my goodness so i think i was the god i'm trying to think of when it was that i would have seen it first i definitely saw it when i was Mm -hmm. like a preteen. it came on i think I want to say it came on on Disney Channel one time and it was just Uh on because the Disney Channel back in the day used to be kind of like like it (laughs) used to have like it had like they used to rerun old episodes of the Mickey Mouse Club before the new Mickey Mouse Club came along and they'd have they'd rerun like old they rerun old um, cartoon shorts and they'd rerun um, the old wonderful world of Disney and stuff like Like, it was really cool and I remember they had and then they also did some old they would do old films as well they had Mm -hmm. old films that were kind of like you know family friendly and that sort of thing and I believe that they played I believe it was that Disney channel that played this for some reason and it was just on and I want it was I 
could I think I was alone clearly because no one else was watching it as well and I just remember being like what is this crazy movie and I just yeah. was fallen in love with it and I absolutely yeah. I remember being like a preteen and the vamping scene comes on where Julie Andrews oh is in that black and white electric, like the lightning bolt number. And she's like, saw, like the whole like sequence of her walking through the, walking through the building and going down the oh elevator and walking down the street. And I was just like, I know, I know what it is now. I need to be her when I grow up. <laughs> like I yes, need to be, exactly. I just like, it was that moment of clarity where I was like, holy oh shit, my God. it's happening. I'm, I know what I need to be. And I need to be Julie Andrews dressed as a 1920s vamp. Like, it oh was my God. we all so relate to Millie Dillmout at some point in that movie. Exactly, it is so good. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that I had a, like, so that definitely had a huge impact on me. And I just, and from there on, I think I just had like a fascination with the 1920s and the, the clothing yeah. of that era and the, you know, all me the too. surface work they do on the garments and just, it's just that look yeah. and feel and stuff of that was just kind of, it, you know, it really stuck with me. And I had kind of lost touch with this movie for a really, really long time. So I, cause it was on mm -hmm. Disney Channel I there was no way of really it just came on randomly and it just went away as quickly as it came on so there's really no way for me That's to so kind of like well there was you know it was back in the day when you know I, there wasn't TV guide there wasn't DVR well yeah. I mean there was a TV guy but we were like totally stealing satellite television and stuff because we lived in the country <laughs> um you know well but you're right like so it was point, just like, like, like the Disney Channel back then was almost like a TCM slash Nick at night in a way yeah in a way yeah. yeah and so it just came on and there was really no way of me figuring out what exactly I had just seen so I had, right? so I think it did a fast forward to like me working in the video stores back in the day um and I think I had seen a video of the like the front the cover of the video and I was just like wait a mm -hmm. second I know this movie and I had rented it and I watched it and this was like high school like that last few years of high school right before we met and and it was just like, it was like finding a treasure. And I was just like, this is oh it. I know this movie. And I was like, I, and then from then on, it was just like, hit the ground running, watching this movie as much as possible. Yep. It was just always like, it was my, it was like a lot of my favorite lost treasure. And I was so happy to have found it. And so that's kind of where, and then it's been kind of my favorite movie ever since. So I have it on DVD yeah. and I just like watch it as much <laughs> as possible whenever I can, you know, now that, you know, it's a bummer that it's not on streaming. Could not find this movie streaming I know, anywhere. I know. Digitally. I mean, yeah, so we, it's... guys, we had to get a DV go the old fashioned way. And uh, they have a, they have DVDs for, of this on Amazon. And I had to do that. I actually had to like, the <laughs> I hadn't even had, I had to hook up the DVD player. It wasn't even hooked up since I moved. And then like the remote control for it, the batteries were dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much my experience with it. So too. I was like, I had to like press, like press play manually from like the main. So I was like, just play that. But um, it was, it's so good. It was like, like the you, old, like, it was like the old West, you know, it's like... <laughs> Well, let me tell you, back when we had it on VHS, it would just get, we would put it on and then just rewind it and, and put it on again. Over, yeah. And, but much like you, there were times I remember watching it, like having these really early memories of watching it and then kind of finding it and watching it again in high school and like sort of rediscovering it. But yes, there's something about that movie, especially like I always think of the, the beginning scene of the movie is actually really, really dark. Like the opening scene. Oh my you God, really yeah. don't know what's going on. And the way they film it and shoot it, you don't see anyone's face. You see hands, you see feet, you, you hear those creepy wheels yes. of, the, of the thing, which to this day, like I hear that <laughs> and it's like, I know exactly where it's from. I know it like, and, and it has, they were so good at like the, the parts uh, that were kind of dark, even as a little kid, you're like, I'm really anxious right now. Yeah. Like it, as a little kid watching it, those parts were scary, yeah. like legit scary. Like what happened to her? Why is she knocked out? Like that was like, Mrs. Mears was scary. You know? I know, but, <laughs> but, now, but I mean, then like as the movie goes scary. on, it like she kind of loses yeah. her edge. Like, oh, she's a just, fucking idiot. So funny. But I love that it's yeah. like my favorite thing is, is like the just but that opening scene. OK, first of all, that opening scene. And then she's like banging on the yes. elevator and then she has oh to start tap dancing. And it's like, and then you finally see her face when she's going down. You're like, what? But the like the ragtime piano starting and you're just like, this is 
I'm in for a ride. Like you're in yes. for a ride. And then it cuts to like on the street and Millie's in her like early, oh, super early 1920s where she's amazing. like looking like where she's, um, like you know, the teens. Yeah. it's like World War One. Yeah. She's well, got she's like looking hair, like She's looking ankle, like, what's her face? Yeah. Um, God damn it. I can't. Mary Poppins. Well, no, a little of that, <laughs> but she's actually kind of channeling, um, Douglas Fairbanks, his wife. What's her name? Mary Pickford. Oh, she Mary looks, Pickford. She's very, very Mary Pickford so. where this like the early Total 20s, like pre, uh, you know, pre flapper era for the 20s. Mm-hmm. And stuff, and it's so good. And then that whole, of course, her yeah. her transition transition sequence, which we, oh, I mean, geez. which is the opening of the movie. Like so while the credits are rolling, you see her transforming into and it's a modern Millie. Iconic. It's so good <laughs> when she goes into the madcap beauty spot. Which I'm oh like, my god! Yeah, first she gets her haircut, and then she gets her dress, and then she gets her bra, oh, and then god. she gets her cigarettes, her and she breaks her bra. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good, you guys. So much. <laughs> Oh my god. And then there was that time, remember, because we had so little background on Kathleen and I is we went to college together and we we were best of friends in college um, yes. for in LA for a couple of years and then I actually had to move back home to Virginia after a couple of years so I couldn't finish that school but I did finish my college degree in Virginia never ne- never fear everybody I do have a college degree and um, Kathleen stayed behind and then we kind of lost touch because it was really hard to stay in touch pre yeah. pre social media um, yeah, yeah. and then social media became a bigger thing and then we reconnected was it 10 years it was almost like 10 years later almost um, yeah yeah. on social media and that's and then you came to visit me in um, New York for the very first time in like 10 (laughs) years which was amazing it was so good and then we ended up staying up all night that very first night watching like we we were drinking and hanging out and like all of that stuff and then we ended up I put on Thoroughly Modern Millie at like 3 o'clock in the morning no regrets and we we were punch drunk tired, but we were still oh, like so, so excited good. and running on adrenaline. And we just like watched this movie and like mystery science theater, the whole thing. It was heaven. Oh, it was so, good. so good. Yes. We need to do that again. Like so next good. time I visit you, we should just like break, like bust out a big beating project and put that on. Oh, so we can just yeah. shit talk and like watch that. Yes. So good. <laughs> and that's where we can't, we decided that Billy Dillmount was, or uh, Julie Andrews was uh, clearly oh, yes. being directed by, by a, a raging old queen <laughs> off stage just being like, you need to work harder. Work! Work those looks! <laughs> we, we had a whole story where, like, the giant puffy jockers <laughs> and the big hat, like, just the real exaggerated, like, 1920s style with, like, but the it, giant but megaphone. But it's 1967. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just... Everything looks so, we're like, everything looks so normal in this shot, but you know, there's just a queen just yelling at her, (laughs) just violently yelling at her to swing those hips. (laughs) So good. Oh my God. I love this. That was so much fun. God. Uh, And then I think we pretty much laughed ourselves almost to death. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how Ryan slept, was sleeping in the next bedroom, next room, because it was, we were really loud. Um, Good God. Um, God. So then also to um, a little side note to this movie is um, because this is being my favorite movie. um, I did have the rare treat to actually meet Miss Julie Andrews. So this is this the epic story that I tell everybody I meet (gasps) immediately after I meet them. I'm I'm just like, hi, I met Julie Andrews. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that means you've been you've literally been touched by God. So it's all good. Pretty amazing. And here's how that story goes. So, um, I, um, while living in, when I was in Los Angeles, I worked at the, a bookstore called Collector's Bookstore, which was on the corner of Hollywood and Argyle, one block um, east of Vine Street, right next to the Pantages Theater. It's still a vacant building, which I find kind of, or still, the you know, storefront's still vacant after all of these years, which is kind of sad. Um so uh, we it was a bookstore that sold all, all movie memorabilia and stuff. So we had photos of celebrities and original posters. And like they had an archive going back crazy. I mean, the stuff that they had was ridiculous. And I had worked there for a couple of years. And um, it was one of my favorite jobs, actually. I loved that job. Um, and oddly enough, really cool. um, which I didn't tell you, Kathleen, but Mark mm-hmm. found me on, um, on, Inst- on uh, Facebook. 
So my no old way. boss, Mark, who owned the bookstore, found me on Facebook. Shout out to Mark. Ooh, ooh. And uh, we just traded a couple of um, messages on Facebook. So it's good to see that he's still kicking around and doing good. Yeah. Um, and that store was, I mean, it was kind of like a heaven for collectors and you know ephemera hoarders if you will yeah (laughs) um so this young lady came in and she would always ask for uh, photos of just one person at a time which for me working at the store was really weird because everybody who would come in they'd usually ask for like they're either traveling or they don't get to come Mm -hmm. to the store very often so they'd ask for like five or six things at all at once so they can get um you know buy as much stuff as possible on the trip so it was weird to see one person asking for one thing so i asked her what's the deal why only one person and she said that she worked for larry king live which was interesting back in the day i mean this was yeah what, to 99 99 2000 yeah that was, um, yeah this would have been all, like, yeah 2000 or 2000 or 2001 because i moved out of la in 2001 anywho what well, was God? And it was I remember. Well, I was gonna say, uh, let's not get too dark. But you had moved, and then like the fucking the shooters. The I remember the the shooters happened. Oh, the DC the sniper, sniper, the DC yeah. sniper, and then nine eleven, and oh, we were yeah. just like, fuck, yeah. fuck, yeah. fuck, fuck. So yeah, that. it was a tumultuous time. Yeah. Any so <laughs> anywho, um, but so um, and so I Larry. She was working for Larry King Live, but the thing was, is the file she had asked for was Julie Andrews, and I was like. So are you telling me <laughs> that Julie Andrews is going to be your guest today and she, our guest uh, in the next couple of days? And she's like, yeah, tonight. And I was like, uh, that's amazing. And then she looked at me. She's like, do you want to stop by? And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to like on my lunch, I ran out everywhere and I was like, oh, my God, I have to get her to sign something. So I was like, well, yeah. I want the thoroughly modern Millie insert poster. And for those who don't know posters, there's um, the big, big giant, like main poster you normally see is called mm-hmm. a one sheet. And then there's a half sheet. That's kind of like a horizontal poster. That's like half as big. And then there's a poster called an insert, which is that narrow tall poster. They don't make those mm-hmm. anymore for movie posters, but they did at the time um, up until like the seventies or eighties, I want to say. And so I'm a huge fan of insert posters. They're beautiful. They're kind of they're kind, yeah. and it's a cool format and you can actually get the framed. Is. They're actually easier to kind Great size for collectors, yeah. too, because they're not too giant. And they're usually really equally beautiful to mm-hmm. the full size. And the artwork, it yeah. tends to be a little bit more detailed because there's more ground mm-hmm. to cover. So, so it's actually really yeah. cool. So I was like, I want that poster. Um, and so I found it at another bookstore that did the same thing as we did. I bought it. It, was, it wasn't that expensive, which I find. I was like, great, good deal. Um, and then I ended up going back to my um, boss. And I was like, I need to dent tonight. I need to get off a couple early so I can go meet Julie Andrews at Larry King Live. And, of course, Mark was, you know. Non hat, not happy about that. <laughs> um, but he's jealous. He's a That's little, why. A little jealous. Let's just. He's like, you didn't invite me, yeah. bitch. But, Fine. So he did let me off. So that, I, but he did require <laughs> me that get um to get a a photo from the early uh, from uh, Victor Victoria <laughs> autographed for the store. So I was like, fine, easy peasy. So cool. And I also got you a, po- um, a photo autograph. That's right. From... And I still have it in storage. I was just thinking about that. I've had that like it's it's uh, yeah, it's deep in storage right now. And I've been um, I'm going to be resurrecting that very soon. Oh, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I go to I go to Larry King Live. She does the interviews. It's amazing. I mean, it was just like, holy shit it's so cool. They don't have a live audience at Larry King Live. Actually, it was just a, some folding chair with like six people and then yeah. so um after the show they did the whole uh, auto of uh, photographs with like all the people and stuff that were working on the show because it's mary poppins all the camera guys want photos of mary poppins of course <laughs> of course um, which was hilarious and awesome to see these big giant guys just melting over mary poppins um and then she was so sweet and so nice and then um she had kind of like met and greet and did the meet and greet with everybody and for some reason i was the last person and i uh, got her to autograph the photographs and then at the very end and I unrolled the giant um, uh, uh, insert poster, which is like three and a half, four feet long. Yeah. I was just like, um, I was like, this is my favorite movie. And she was like, this is one of my favorite movies too. And I was <laughs> melting. I was like, oh my God. Oh, Julia God, Andrews. So uh, she, was, she, she said it was one of her favorite movies to ever make and her and Mary Tyler Moore and everybody had so much fun making this movie. You can tell. And I was you just can, like, I was like buzzing. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, you don't understand how much I love this movie. And they didn't 
didn't even talk about the movie at all during her during the interview. <sighs> so I was just like, but I mean, I get I'm it because it's, it's like one of her forgotten movies. It is, like, even though it was it, but... even though it was a really successful. It was a successful film. So it was. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was my experience meeting Julie Andrews, and now I have the autographed poster. So it she autographed it to me, and it's uh, in my living room right now, and it's framed, and it's beautiful, and it's one of my prized prized possessions. And I love seeing it every time I come yes. visit. It's so cool, and you know the fact that you have such an amazing story about like, Oh my God, I'm getting it misty. I'm just thinking, but like the fact that she really is as amazing as she comes across in the movies. And I think that when you watch it as a little kid, it's like, you know, and just to hear that she was like, she really is like as amazing as she, like she's magic is real. That's all I'm saying. Magic (laughs) is real because people like Julie Andrews exist on this planet. She was so, she was just such a sweet, sweet lady. (laughs) I mean, just the fact that she was so, so, um, just I don't know the fact that she enjoyed this movie, it wasn't cynical about it, and like had a great time. It just really shows. But you can she, tell, yeah. like we've watched these movies before, and like how many times we're just like, this movie's really like it's just got a certain something, and then you read about how oh everybody loved like this is one of my favorite movies, like yeah. Calamity Jane. I feel like is one of those. Yeah. Like we're one of our early movies that we watched. It's crazy, but you can just tell you're like this movie has such a cool vibe to it, and then you find out like oh it's one of Doris Day's favorite movies. Everybody had an amazing time making this movie, yeah. and you're like you can tell it feels like everybody having a party yeah. like everybody's trying not to laugh the entire time exactly and um, it would have broken my heart to know like to you know it's one of those oh, movies that you 100%. like if you had loved a movie and then you hear that there was like animosity behind the scenes and everyone hated each other yeah. you're just like that kind of breaks like, your oh, heart bummer. but like this yeah. of course everyone's like having a great time it like this movie is yeah. a giant like it's a joke this movie is a joke it, ta- it does, is it does not take tongue in cheek so very good. definition so yeah. good i love that it that's i think what kind of takes it because again you're right this did come out at a very similar time as hello dolly like what let's see hello dolly well because like hello dolly was in 70 but like i know a lot of this was all that time which like that mid to late 60s like the amazing race was done which this movie definitely has a lot of that vibe to it that's why i said it has almost a blake edwards vibe Mm -hmm. but there was definitely it was almost like people were just sort of throwing musicals on the wall to see how they stick at a very at a time when people were like experimenting with psychedelic drugs and like you know yeah rock and roll and like people were so like my mom always uses the word cynical yeah. it just it was a very cynical time that where musicals and old hollywood and no it's hard to believe but like people considered that shit hokey and right, old yeah. and dumb and like too idyllic at a time to- at a time when things were crazy and people were watching literally you go home and you'd eat your dinner in front of the tv and watch vietnam like watch the vietnam war on the television like it was crazy it was like just a crazy crazy time and so the idea of somebody coming out with a movie you know about the 1920s and being super like you know that was considered almost kind of hokey jokey but it was absolutely beautiful i mean but they knew what they were doing and it was so beautiful Mm -hmm. and i feel like this is just like at least the vibe I always got from my mom. And again, like I had a former uh, coworker when I was at Nike's around my mom's age. And I remember mentioning this movie. And like I said, her whole face just, tra- she's like, Oh my God, that movie. Like it just, she was in a moment. Yeah. And I just love that. It has that, like it, it definitely was a movie that, at least resonated with people even at the time even though it wasn't cool it was it was definitely it's a great film and it's so funny yes um and and like the costumes are absolutely wonderful I mean, like they they're so the and even watching it now like the, the the palette the color palette is beautiful I mean, like they every did such scene an amazing that they do job is just with the color palette so they good did the, just the watching it now i was like i had forgotten kind of or had just the overlooked storytelling how through color yeah it's like just each scene kind of has like they someone must have did a really good job of like putting mm-hmm. out a color card for each scene and like really kind of being like thoughtful of that because like you know there's that uh, the opening number like there's some montages I had post um, I put on the um I'll be putting on the Pinterest page and like the opening mm-hmm. number the opening scene um, it's all like shades of gray, but it also is popped with yes. this like kind of like jade green and like green, Mrs. Yes, Me- like Mrs. Yeah. Mears has a green jade green necklace and um and uh, Mary Tyler Moore's dress that she used to first see her in green, is that like yeah, sea foam yeah. mint green and then yeah. Dilly Millie has that one has the beads that are like green with and then yeah. the pockets on her um, pockets on her dress are also green too so it's like they they did a really amazing job of like and then also everything's kind of like you know like a blush pink like 
like there's tiny little like hit, Every, hits of blush yeah. pink in it and it's the so beautiful the lighting is beautiful in this movie and uh, like the makeup everybody looks so lovely even Mrs. Mears looks pretty fucking fierce I mean, I'm sorry I but she she has a look like her makeup is so beautiful and sharp and I think like you know, and she, I love, she's got like the poison jewelry mm-hmm. and I love I, a good I mean, opium I, ring. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. And she's so like, it's just, she's so over the top, but you're right. Like, yeah, the color palettes and then just the textures, like even the storytelling, like you see Millie and like, like even that opening, like you see, like, you know, you have Miss Dorothy, like kind of like coming out of the taxi and you see Millie and just that, that two, you see, you can immediately know what these characters are before they open their mouths. Exactly. Like Millie, she's in this smart dress that's kind of gray and has these smart pleats and kind of, you know, uh, I don't, I don't want to say tweedy, but yeah, it has almost like a suit, like, you know, yeah, she's got the like jumper a, with the blouse, yeah. pockets, like she's girl on the go. And then Miss Dorothy steps out and she's in this foamy, almost flimsy just ethereal Mm -hmm. like her hat almost has like this bonnet halo look and just the light reflecting and even though technically like she's the brunette she's you know has the darker like complexion or look she's just framed in this light where you're just like she's just this seafoam like she's just light and they try to she's the very picture of delicate and she's frothy and and frothy and again this is that hearkening back to again all all of this is 1920s like like call outs because Mm -hmm. it's that whole thing of like the, you know, uh, the, the kind of the tropes that they had at that time, you know, you've got your flapper, you've got like your, you know, yeah. ingenue who's yes. very like sweet and ethereal with their curls and, you know, and, and uh, they're just really trying to like play those up. But, um, but it's, it's really great. And I love the friendship between Miss Dorothy and Millie. I think that's why this movie was so awesome as like a kid growing up, because it's really a story about friendship oh, yeah. more than anything. It's not a romantic story. Like, that's the thing. It's like, her whole thing is like, well, like she just thinks life is so black and white. Like, oh, I'm just going to find my boss and marry him. Like, that's how it's going to go. And and it's really like, but it, the movie really isn't about finding love. It's about finding friendship. Yeah. And, um, and, and really like the fact that they were all friends at the end and like did a thing to help each other, I think is more important. And the fact that like, I, and I guess may, maybe that's my thing is like having sisters and like having, like I have two sisters and we're all very, very different. But that movie is such a great movie about being different, but getting along and being good people like, you know, and and being good people. And I just, you know, there's a deeper meaning to this movie that's just so wonderful. And I love that. I love that, like how Millie and Miss Dorothy, even at the point where you're just like eye rolling at how like just how dumb or privileged Miss Dorothy is. (laughs) Right. But like, but at the end, like she also she also like looks to Millie. She's like, you're the greatest friend I've ever had. Like, I can't like my life is not. Like, I'm a better person with you in it. And I just think that's such a great message, you know? And, yeah. like, um, and just the whole thing of, like, and I love Muzzy, this whole thing of, like, well, I didn't come for money. Like, she's bougie as fuck, know. you know? But she's literally that, like, like had, like, was the, uh, like, the entertainer, you know, in the vaudeville and had the stage door Johnny and oh, it just happened God. to be the secret millionaire. It's, like, everything that you'd read so about in, like, good. those weird stories from yes. that time. I mean, and I want to have to spend some time talking about <laughs> Muzzy, though, because she oh. is... Her character is so good. She's so precious to so me. Good. I first of all, I am Team Carol Channing, no matter what go, what yes. what movie, what at, well, I don't even care. Just in life in general, I'm like she could read me a grocery list, <laughs> and I'd be happy. <laughs> we're, we're going to pick up eggs, and then we're gonna go over to the milk aisle, and we're gonna get a half a gallon of milk. Ah, I'm Carol Channing. I'm gonna open this envelope. You know, like, I don't care. I'll watch I'm gonna you do read your phone bill. It appears as though you <laughs> you, you call New York and <laughs> nine p.m. I'm on a Wednesday. (laughs) I love her so so much. She's like, she is the picture of just hilarious. I, every time she was on stage on screen, I laughed. I was just giggling. I just thought it was so so funny. And it was, it was, it wasn't even funny so much. It's just been like, she was, she just was, completely self-aware of the fact that she was being funny 100%. and she had no yeah. qualms with being weird and being like just that the bolo scene where the guy's teaching her the bolo scene and there's just oh like God. the tight shots of her face and she's just like giant pie-eyed and she's like interessante oh <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't with her she's that's so, so fucking weird she holds up watching that that's what's so funny it's like watching her as a child and watching her as an adult just equally amazing oh she's just there's something just so mythic about Carol Channing. And also like, even as a kid, I remember thinking that lady is so incredibly fit. 
Like mm-hmm. she just looks, yes. she looks amazing in this movie. She is like toned and tan, and that I'm sorry, but when you first see her in that 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 dress, I mean that dress, that, that gorgeous. Girl. Like that's the thing. It's <laughs> like, and on top of it all, she's delivering everything dripping in rhinestones, dripping the looks. looks. Yes. <laughs> um, so actually, it's funny because this movie was um, the the point of this movie or the movie the making of the movie was um, mm-hmm. basically that uh, George Roy Hill and the producer Ross Hunter actually wanted to make the boyfriend, which um, Julie Andrews was in on stage a few years mm-hmm. earlier, but they, the rights of it wasn't, was too expensive. So they ended up just re- basically being like, well, we can do a 1920s jazzy kind of like funny take on it and um, make our own movie. So that's kind of how they came up with this movie. And it's, it's, I just love how like kind of corny and they knew how they wanted to be making it corny. They wanted to make mm-hmm. it a, like a love letter. I love all of the, um, the, the, the dialogues, the inner dialogue slides. Like I love yes. that they use the, I love that they use the slides, like the, the dialogue slides from silent films as in Millie's inner monologue. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. It's Oh, Oh no, totally. So and, and I love how she does the whole, what do they call that? Um, like breaking the fourth oh, wall yeah. where, she, she, looks where she does it, she like looks in the camera the and she's like, guys, what? You know, yes. like, it's so, <laughs> so good. <laughs> when she's getting, it's a really smart movie. It is it's really so funny. Good. Like it's almost like, it's almost like it, like it could have been really bad if they had done it like kind of like a hotshot style or like a scary movie style where it's like making yes. fun of it and like doing all the tropes. But this was just like almost just kind of enough. Like it was just enough was to take it. And it was, wonderful. Oh my God. Yeah. So good. Like when she's changing you know during um, Jimmy, the song Jimmy and she changes oh, and she like, she's like taking off something and then she looks directly into the camera and closes the door. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I personally, I I almost had to rewind it twice because, like, I I literally legit get the giggles that scene where she keeps trying to like twirl around and run around in her in her negligee, oh and, and people keep coming out of the door, and she just keeps swinging her arm back to do it again, and one more would come out, and I'm like, that was so funny! My God, she was so funny, God. and like, oh, just yeah, like the, the comic timing on on some of that um, on those bits was just fabulous but you're like you're right this is like a love letter to the 1920s and like all these different styles and even the acting like the way that they like the costuming and the way they have different characters looking they all kind of look like like people you would have seen in uh in 1920s like like jimmy has almost like a harold lloyd look with his glasses and everything so they really try to like you know give everybody kind of a thing that harkens back to to like 1920s and it's weird to think about it because this movie being made in 1967 about 1922. So like 45 years, right? Yeah. Like it's sort of been 45 years ago for us would have been like the mid seventies, like early seventies. Yeah. It's crazy to think of like, if we were to do our own version of a Millie, it would be in the freaking early seventies. Oh my God. Like it would be a crazy. Re- it would be a remake of Saturday Night Fever. No. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <I know. laughs> Ew. Don't mess with that. It's fine the way it is. Yes. It's fine. Um, oh God. Um. <laughs> but anyway, but that's just really crazy to me to think about. Like, like yeah, like when my mom was a teenager, the 1920s were like 45 years ago. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> Jesus. Oh goodness. Um, but 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 yeah, like I don't know. It's just weird to think of like our 1920s is the 70s, and I'm no. like. Eh. It's just kind of sad. It's yeah. like, you had so much to be proud of to say, like, oh, the 20s. Like, I mean, the 20s was fucking nuts. Yeah, you know? it was all bananas. Just crazy. And I also love, like, you were saying, like, all the sort of tropes of the 20s, of the people. Mm-hmm. Like, you got Muzzy, who was, like, that sort of, like, uh, kind of like the, you know, that Long Island wealth, Great Gatsby sort of thing. Where yes. she's just kind of, like, money. you know, shamelessly throwing around money. And she's also a booze hound, but she's not super drunk all the time. But they're always talking about how there's, like, they, they have a, they have a, an ample supply of gin you know oh i and, love it um you know millie does a couple of turns as kind of like the the little bit of the ingenue but then she also vamps it mm-hmm. up in that num and that one scene and then you know she's a hopeless romantic and um and then she, yeah. you know uh trevor graden's character is that arrow shirt collar man like clearly yeah, like just straight typical, up yeah uh, like a jc liondecker um painting yes and you just oh wanna, my god you, that you profile though oh my god he's, 
spine is just like oh my he is God. a handsome man <laughs> Oof, and even careful. even they even but i love that even in the movie they're just like get the fuck out of here look how handsome yeah. he is yeah. like everybody yeah. is just like what do yourself a favor because <laughs> do yourself a favor john uh, google image search john gavin shirtless it well <laughs> there's photos because oh, he was in psycho remember he was in the opening scenes of oh, psycho fuck. when that's janet right. he was janet leland's lover and he was shirtless in it and it is worth every single click I'll oh tell you that's right it's, oh yeah he was he handsome. was hot i was like girl mm. put it in me mm. anyway <laughs> i'm just saying like this is that no plastic surgery y'all I'm this me. is just yes. natural man uh-huh. kind of like rod taylor yeah. i'm just saying Woo. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> take a moment <laughs> yeah still uh still washing those panties um yeah uh, well hey <laughs> <laughs> took a little bit that's okay um <laughs> this is also mary tyler Moore pre pre-plastic surgery too at least i think oh that's right yeah. she did have a, maybe a bit of work done uh, a, a bit <laughs> that's a well, nice way well you know what's really it. sad i know well a lot of those actors <laughs> those older actors they got talked into a lot of fucking fucked up th- plastic surgery in the 70s early, and 80s yeah anyhow yeah um i mean anyway god i'm just going through she was beautiful the way she it's like you didn't Anything. She you was so. I mean, I loved her in uh, the Dick Van Dyke show. She was so good she was, as oh, Laura she's Petri. Great. I could not even yeah. handle it. God, and she, Jesus. I'm just going through the photos that I found on um, Pinterest, and I'm like, so the 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 looks are so. Good. Oh, I know. I can't. I know, I can't and I it. love and everything about Miss Doris Miss Dorothy's looks. And what's great too is again watching this movie in HD on TV. It's like I can really see. Like her mint green dress had these beautiful teeny tiny little pleats um, all in it that I never had seen before. It just looks like a solid mm-hmm. green dress, you know, when we would watch it back in the day. So it's kind of neat to watch all this stuff with with an eye of like knowing clothes and construction. Because like, oh, for instance, like the tapioca dance scene, which again, another talk about if you love the color yellow, that whole thing. That, that was like what I was like, going to say about the color palettes gorgeous. is that opening scene oh is that seafoam green. Yellow. And then this yeah. scene is very like banana cream yellow. The whole thing it's is very beautiful. It's... And everybody's in different shades of yellow. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting how they were able to make cool, cool and warm yellows all work. That's such a 60s thing yeah. though. Like they love themselves, yellow and orange. They couldn't get enough. In that mid yeah. to late sixties, but well, I'm glad um, so, that they didn't go nuts with brown, like yellow, no, they no, orange they and brown and green, like that avocado green was so seventies. No, they didn't go, they didn't swing like seventies earth tones. In yeah, this yet. I'm glad although they the closing credits kind of had that weird, like it's that like um, it, it was like a psychedelic Art Nouveau. Yeah, you know, like there was that, which I'm actually not mad at. I, I love, love that good, style love of artwork art from like that sixties yeah. and seventies. It's very California, but anyway, uh, but yeah, that whole that whole scene is so beautiful. In just the color selection and the lighting, mm-hmm. and but Millie's dress is literally like almost like a tapioca creamy yellow, and she's got these beautiful. Um, and for I'm telling you, for the longest time growing up, I was like, what are those? And it's it's pieces of fabric that have been folded and stitched on the hem of her dress and on her sleeves, and they're like almost like a like little squares that have been folded into a triangle and then tacked and it's been done multiple times like in rows right and it looks amazing and but it's so cool to like watch that now and and i can actually see like oh i I think i see how they put that together because for the longest time i was like it just was mythic like some of those costumes to me i'm like how did they do that how did they make that happen i mean but i love that dress it's so amazing um well, actually, uh, did you see that? Did you watch that um, thing on YouTube? There's a wardrobe. Kind of, they did. They did a whole bunch of like specials, like kind of like special features and stuff on um, this movie for some reason during the time. So there's contemporary stuff. There's one that's actually like mm-hmm. a wardrobe. It's like the early modern Millie wardrobe. And did you oh did God. you get to watch that? Um, I don't think so. No. Oh, I should have sent it to you. I'm so sorry. It had like the okay. whole thing where everybody came out in their wardrobe. It was all the ladies, of course, and it had like all the wedding gowns. And it had all the, you know, it had Millie and all of her costumes and stuff. And they described all the costumes and stuff. And, you know, Miss, you know, Miss Dorothy came out in all of her clothes as well. So it was actually really interesting to see that because the, they, there's things that I didn't notice before, which is um, Millie's um, kind of grade tweed dress. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that that's um, she wears it three different times, but the yes. the belt and the undershirt is interchangeable, which I was like, that's mm-hmm. fucking brilliant because it's a, yep. she's a working girl in the twenties, she wouldn't be able to afford like so it's one dress but like three different tops that she and then interchangeable belts, which make it look yeah. like a whole different outfit, and I'm like, that's yep. brilliant. 
I mean, well, and, and I think that's one of the things about this movie too. Even watching it as a kid, I remember thinking costume repeats. You even see Miss Dorothy, like she wears the mint dress on more than one mm-hmm. occasion, but like, you don't always see that in movies. Sometimes like, again, like, which doesn't make sense. Like people just have different outfits for every single scene yeah. that they're in. But the fact that, yeah, you do see, you, you definitely do see, her recycle her outfits or like wear it in different iterations. Yes. And I love it. I mean, it's, it's so cute. I just, I, it's so funny that I never noticed that that was the same gown or that same dress. I don't know why. I was such an, I'm, yeah, yeah. Cause I, I, she does, she wears it with like different blouses. Mm-hmm. Like she wears it like two or three times. But, uh, but yeah, I noticed that. And, and again, because I also remember Miss Dorothy wears her mint green dress because she wears it in the beginning and then she wears it again when they're coming home from muzzies like she's wearing it in that scene as well yeah um but i i just thought that was really cool because like even though she's a wealthy girl like clearly she you know it's like she probably had you know she probably even back then like if you had a ton of money you still wouldn't have owned like a ton of shit it would have been like pretty abbreviated your wardrobe and stuff Mm -hmm. so but yeah that's so cool that reminds me i know they did a similar one like that with uh the glass bottom boat with doris day oh right yeah and it was a whole like because it was also all of her stuff was made in cotton so they were like kind of promoting the cotton industry Mm -hmm. um, at the time but i love it it's like all the ladies come out in their looks and it's like so cool i will definitely have to share that that video um because it's really cool which i'm kind of funny it's funny that it's not on the dvd as an extra but i'm just like whatever yeah and also ironically you can find that to watch but we can't find the actual movie to stream which is a bummer i mean it comes uh, on tcm every once in a while so that's good that they do that is good i mean i just don't know you just have to kind of catch it when you can it should be on every business quarter so (laughs) we can plan for it every business quarter <laughs> it's right after the call. It's right after the conference call with the investors. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for your Q three Q three screening. That's thirty I can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> instead of the quarterly briefing we're just gonna watch this movie <laughs> business is fine <laughs> i'm not mad at that <laughs> oh my goodness oh god well <sighs> kathleen we are coming up on almost a whole hour it's like oh my god jesus um and so since this is our first movie since oh, first episode back since we've you know been talking and stuff and we haven't even gotten anywhere in this movie just talking about how much we love it um we are gonna go ahead and make this move this episode a two-parter um i know right so um we hope that you will join us next episode so that we can discuss continue to discuss this movie ad nauseum um yes. we'll be talking about the storyline of this movie we'll also be talking about all of the looks in more detail so please 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 come and catch us next time okay how about that all right. Okay, so in the meantime, catch us on social media. You know where to find us. Old Hollywood Realness on Facebook. OHR Podcast on Twitter. Old Hollywood Realness on Instagram. Um, our website is fantastic. You should check that out. I'm going to be posting all the um, links to those videos that we've been talking about and all that. So OHR, oldhollywoodrealness.com. Sorry. And you can email us your thoughts and prayers. Oldhollywoodrealness at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a five-star review over on iTunes. Always helps us out. Um, and thank you to Mr. Hal Lublin for his vocal talents at the top of the podcast, keeping us sounding fresh and profesh. Uh-huh. Um, in the meantime, Kathleen, I'd like to thank you for joining me. And I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Oh, Beep boop, test, test, beep boop, boop boop, beep boop. <laughs>